Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Brought to you by the Where to Hunt podcast. It's Tactical Talk with real hunters getting it done across the nation. All right, everybody, this is Tactic Talk. I got Jabo Moore with Within Range on the line. We're going to go in deep today within about 15 minutes and talk about pre-rut tactics and learn what Jabo does to uh, bring them in. Jabo, thanks for, for joining us. Let's get at it. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell me and the audience kind of how you tackle pre-rut. What is your approach? Yeah, so I'm North Alabama, North Georgia, uh, up in the mountains. And kind of pre-rut for us, our rut is not until kind of middle of december almost into christmas so like pre-rut is kind of the thanksgiving first of december is where i really start focusing on trying to get you know i try to get these deer while they're on their feet before they get to chase them you know it's the deer i've had on camera all year at on my property that i'm trying to keep them locked down before they get running off chasing news but uh more of my tactics is uh, I set up cell cams on mock scrapes around probably Halloween-ish into October and start running the mock scrapes. I have, you know, two or three around this core area. I've actually found a, a community scrape, and I feel like these mock scrapes kind of come in and, you know, as a contender – to the, the dominant buck in that area. And what are you and using I, for mock scrapes? Just to take a second to talk about that. What are you deploying for that? I, I, I use a drip and, but I, I'll mix it up. Like I don't just put one brand of dopey in my mock scrape. I'll put, you know, three or four, and then I may put a fifth one actually in the drip. That way it's, it, it, it I'm trying to make it look like a community scrape with multiple, uh, does and bucks coming in and hitting that scrape. Got it. Cool. And then are you doing any dominant buck sent to, or what are you doing for that? Any, I'm sorry, what? Are you doing any like dominant buck sent or anything too? Uh, normally I don't just, just to keep it. I want, I want my dominant buck to come in and, and take over as if there was, you know, young, these young bucks coming in. That's just my personal preference now i mean like you know we've talked about there's more people have their own way of doing things but me i, I normally don't i normally just have a lot of different dopes and then just some you know buck urine got it okay cool but then uh once i set those up you know i back out i normally i've just started traveling to hunt like i went to ohio this year uh going to kansas this coming year and then kentucky but no, I'll, I'll stay out of there. I'll just completely let those monk scrapes sit. I will uh, 
put cell cams on them. That way, you know, I am keeping up with them, but I'm, I'm staying out of there. And once our once Thanksgiving gets here, I may, you know, enter the property kind of on the outskirts of those core areas just to see, you know, my, what might be going on. And then, uh, but normally I work full time and I've got a family. So my days are kind of limited, which has kind of changed my strategies. So now, once I start getting some of these bucks during the daylight, I will, uh, I'll start looking at, you know, the moon phase, the weather, is there a cold front coming, uh, the pressure, uh, even, you know, thermals and stuff like this up in these mountains and how they work. And, um, that's, that's just my goal to just like this past season, we had a cold front coming in December 10th. It was supposed to snow that night. I got off work the 10th. Uh, I already had a buck that I knew was, he was, he was on the border of showing up during daylight. And our deer had started, you know, they was up on their feet. They was nosing around, you know, that different type stuff. The cold front was coming in. I went that evening and actually hung a set for these bucks. Went in the next morning. I seen 29 deer and I shot my target buck at four o'clock. Oh, wow. In the afternoon. That's incredible, man. <laughs> but that was, and I tell everybody that's my favorite spot on the whole farm that I've got. And that's the only time I stepped foot in that place to hunt it last year was that one day killed him and I did not step foot in it the rest of the year. And just to clarify, when you're talking cell cam, or like you, you didn't say trail cam, is that, uh, are you getting like a direct feed? Is that feeding right to your cell phone, to your, to your mobile device? So you're able to see what's going on a little bit more real time. Yes, sir. It sends a text message just, just straight to me. It's normally about a minute after it takes the photo, but. So do you make moves based on that, that more or less real time data that's coming through? Is that helping inform your decisions on like where you're going to head and go based on the activity of those mock scrapes? It, it helps a lot. Again, that it's just a piece of the puzzle. Okay. Once I am getting these books on, on camera, I still wait until I have, for this spot, it's actually a, a north wind. Uh, once I have a north wind, pressure's high, uh, just like that cold front moving in, pressure went through the roof, had the north wind. Uh, everything just lined up perfect. And that's when I just step foot right in my, my core area, basically. So Got aggressive, I guess you would say. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you're doing something very unique in the sense that, you know, there, so regardless of the time of year based on pre-rut activity, right? Yours is later than what I would say is Wisconsin's, which is, you know, ours typically falls right around Halloween. A lot of guys and gals will take off, you know, that week leading up to or the week leading after or the first week of November. That's usually like when it's pretty uh, game on around here. And so pre right, you're taking that time, which a lot of folks refer to as the October lull to kind of, um, create a, a sense of activity. And, um, that's what I'm looking for here. You're really instigating some behavior out of these animals and drawing them yes. in. Yes. So rather than just sit idle and hope and wait and wish and cross your fingers and, you know, uh, wish upon a shooting star, you're actually taking some action to put the, the favor in your own, put the odds in your own favor, I guess. Yeah, and it's 
I may have to, just like I said at Thanksgiving, I may go in. I may go in and check and make sure, you know, refreshing up those scrapes. Make sure my drip's still, you know, full of dough urine. And, uh, but other than that, I, I do stay out of there. But like you said, it is ignition, kind of, what's the word? Igniting a little fire for them, basically. <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of increasing, you're improving your odds. It sounds like you're, you're increasing the probabilistic chance that you're going to see something. Uh, you, you might anyways, right? It's the rut. Anything's fair game, but you're, you're just kind of stacking the deck a little bit. I like that. Yep. And then having it as a, as a cell cam rather than just a trail cam, you're getting a little bit more of that data real time. So when you're in those other states, you have no temptation, even if you, really, I shouldn't say temptation, even if you had a whole bunch of temptation to go over there and check, you don't need to because <laughs> it's cell and you're physically unable to because you're out of state. So that's, um, that's a good key to success. Yeah. And this actually, it's, it's very, it's a hard place to get to. Uh, understanding the property and learning your property is what has really benefited this. It's actually flat, but it is up under a bluff to where these deer, it's it's a solid rock wall for a long ways along our property, but there's actually one spot where these deer are going up and down from on top of the, you know, what we call a mountain around here down into our valley where our farm actually is and the actually the day that i killed that buck this past season there was four different groups of deer that my cell phone would go off where i had a camera set up closer to that funnel you know that pinch point up and down that mountain that it would go off and i would just stand up turn around and start watching and hear the deer would come so i i kind of used it my back was to that because the deer I was actually hunting, I thought he would come around the point of the mountain. Uh, but there were several times that my phone would go off. Hey, there's actually deer coming. Turn around. Here comes, you know, several groups of does and stuff like that. That's like some out of Call of Duty, man, when you got like the maps <laughs> tripping and you're like, guys are coming from behind me because I set that little sensor there. That's yep. that's a really great way to leverage technology to, you know, improve your odds for success and, and getting it done. You know, we got uh, maybe five minutes left, maybe just real quick on, you mentioned like moon phase and weather. What specific things are you looking for before you make that move along with the other cell data that you have? Well, I've got, I'm, I'm probably just like every other hunter, I've got several I've got the moon phase guide on my phone. I've got uh, the, what is it, Jury Outdoors app to help you with the pressure and all that. I've got the, you know, I've got all these different apps to help along with the weather channel uh, and all that. But the moon, the moon phase, I like watching, I think it's, is it the Deer Society? They're big on the moon phase. And I, I wasn't, my dad kind of mentioned it growing up, but the more, I, the older I've got, I'm, I like to research. I like to, you know, I like to deep dive into stuff of, to wonder why things happen. I honestly believe the moon phase is a huge, huge aspect into killing these deer. And you just like the October lull, you catch your right moon phase in the October lull, you're going to kill a deer. That big deer is going to get on his feet here in daylight. And is that the moon phase thing? Is that really based on like the, the, you know, the brightness of the moon at night, do you think, or is that more like atmospheric or what, what do you think that is? That I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, don't right. either. I was curious. I definitely don't have the answer. I, I don't know. I was hoping maybe you would. So I don't know. Who actually knows, yeah, by the way? Me and but, a guy at work yeah. is, exactly. Me and a guy at work has talked a lot about it. And just like the Red Moon, he's killed three or four bucks here in Georgia based off the Red Moon, off that moon face. And once he's told me that, and the more I had started researching into it, I was like, this this is totally right. You know, you've got, you've got to deep dive more into this and that's when between the moon the pressure and having the right wind i mean those three factors right there to me are your most three important factors and to move in to get aggressive with these deer so you're going after them right you're not you're when you say aggressive you mean you're like you're you're um deliberately making some moves yeah i'm going in to where i 100 believe i'm getting in his core area to kill him so you've done your homework, obviously, as we already know, you've done the mock scrapes, you got the cell cams out there. You're in the woods uh, a lot. Uh, you're hanging multiple stands. Like you are putting a lot of time. And I think that's the one shortcut that you can't skip. There's no silver bullet for time in the woods. Right. Yeah, that's... And it, put your time in cautiously, I guess I would add. Because, I mean, you can overpressure your property. And that's... I was just listening to a podcast just a few minutes ago while I'm hanging a tree stand about, you know, too much pressure versus the years that, Hey, I didn't go in there hardly at all. I put my cell cams up. I gave them just what they needed basically to get the information I needed and had more success that year. So it's the, the scouting and putting your time in, is also you got you got to watch how much pressure you're putting on that particular area. Don't overdo it. You can't. You can overcook the area. Is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, just like this, the only time I hunted that one piece, that specific area, I hunted it one time this year to kill that one deer, and then I've not been in there since. Nice. Other than to get my camera and mock scrape stuff back out of there. Nice. Well, that's great. I think that's good advice. You know, for the tactic talk that that. Definitely covers it. Um, you know, I think it'd be great to get you back on for additional uh, quick episodes for quick hitting things. If you got any ideas, just send me a message. But uh, that'll be that'll be good for today. Thanks, man. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.